She's a Lady Podcast by Bailey and Haley. Hi guys, welcome back to She's a Lady. Today we have our guest Savannah with us, also Sav's house. She is going to talk a little bit more about her autoimmune disease and share with us how she's been healing it. So Savannah, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Savannah. I'm a wife, a mom, I have three little kids. I have a four-year-old daughter and a set of twins who are two. I've been married about five years, so that's me. Awesome. Five years, have you been in Florence the whole time? or Yes. Wow. I've, been in, I've been in Arizona the whole time. In the very beginning of our marriage, we moved up to Utah. I was up at BYU <laughs> for a everybody. little bit. <laughs> I know. We yeah. stayed there a semester, though, because I missed Arizona. I finished up at ASU. Got my bachelor's degree in family and human development. Oh, wow. And then I decided that instead of family and human development, I want to take more of a nutrition focus. So I'm focusing on getting my uh, nutrition certificate in holistic nutrition. I love that so much. I was, I was just telling Bailey, I feel like that's so huge right now, um, trying to heal yourself holistically. I think a lot of people are interested in it nowadays just because our food is full of so much crap. So start, maybe just tell everyone how you figured out you had an autoimmune disease. Awesome. So my story goes back to when I was 12. I started having issues at girls camp, I remember, one year. I couldn't, I wasn't sleeping very well. And I remember being nauseous and I had headaches all the time. And then there was a night I was playing basketball, and that night I went home, ended up getting a fever. I had a stiff neck. My fever was really high. I had tons of joint pain, and my dad said, let's take you to the emergency room because your fever is really high, and you can't move your neck, and you can't move your joints. I couldn't move my ankles or my wrists or anything like that. So we went to the emergency room, and... They ran a bunch of tests, and (laughs) long story short, from the time I was 12 to 15, I was in and out of doctor's appointments. One of my doctors thought I had septic arthritis, so (laughs) I had... No, but it sounds serious. I was like, (laughs) honestly, I didn't even really know what septic arthritis was, but that's what I was treated for. That's what they thought I had, so they gave me a high dose of antibiotics every day. Through my bum, I had to go to the doctor's office twice a day, and they gave me shots on my bum. And so that was hard during that time because I couldn't do normal things with kids because I wasn't feeling very good, and I had to be homeschooled at the time because, like, I wasn't functioning. Yeah. So that was hard, and we just didn't get any answers. My family doctor thought he knew, but in the end... (laughs) They don't really know. Yeah, they didn't really know. We went to the Mayo Clinic when I was 15, and they decided that I didn't have septic arthritis, but there was something I had, and it was going to show up later in my life, or it went away. We still didn't get answers. Then I was in and out of the Phoenix Children's Hospital offices and doctors, and I was in and out seeing rheumatologists, and every time I saw a rheumatologist my doctor would say, well, you look healthy, you look fine, you don't have anything, you don't have lupus, there's nothing wrong with you, I'm not even going to run tests. So they would always just look at me and say, you look fine, you look healthy. I see sick people all the time and you're not sick. 
And so that was frustrating to me. So from the time I was 15 to 18, I started feeling a little bit better and I didn't really push for answers. Then I went to college at 18, met my husband, we dated. During that time, I would have migraines every day, random backaches, random nausea, random cramping, just things I didn't think too much about because it ended up being my normal since I was 12. And Mm -hmm. so because doctors couldn't find anything wrong, I was thinking nothing's wrong. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward, I had a baby at almost 20. That pregnancy was really, really hard on my body, but I thought this is just how pregnant women are when you're pregnant. Yeah, what does... So you were treated for septic arthritis, you said? septic arthritis. So being pregnant, what... How did that affect you? So at that time, they said that the diagnosis I had had in the past, it was faulty. It was false. Mm -hmm. So they just said, you're healthy. So when I was pregnant, they didn't take any initiative about my health. They just said, well, you're healthy. You look healthy. So they treated me like any other pregnant lady. And they say everything's normal when you're pregnant. Yes. Oh, that's that's pregnancy. That's pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what were your symptoms in pregnancy that was? I was, I mean, I, a lot of people have morning sickness, but I had bad morning sickness about half my pregnancy, which isn't uncommon, but I had migraines every day. I had cramping through the whole pregnancy, backaches, joint pain everywhere, ankles, wrists, things like that. But I just kind of pushed it off. Eh, Whatever. You also were pregnant with twins. Yeah. So that was my first pregnant. My first pregnancy was just my girl. And then my second pregnancy, that's when it got really, really bad. All the, all the symptoms just escalated. For some people um, who have autoimmune, I've just heard this. I'm not sure if it's true, but they say that sometimes when you're pregnant, it actually hides all of the symptoms. Yeah, which is interesting. And sometimes when you're pregnant, it like... Yeah, yeah, that's what I was told symptoms, yeah. my whole pregnancy, my symptoms were pretty much masked over. Well, wow. that and I cut out dairy. And as long as I don't eat dairy, my symptoms are kind of oh, under yeah. the radar. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hormones can really play a huge effect. <laughs> it's huge. really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my pregnancies, for some reason, it just all the symptoms came out. And then I had my twins in 2020, I think yeah, it was. One day after my daughter. Yes, exactly. 2020. One day. One day. <laughs> oh my gosh. We were, we were like Same updating hospital. each other. Yes. Honestly. Wait, was it? Um, I no, it wasn't. So. No. I but mean, we were we close were by. We were updating each other all the time. Yes. Where did yeah. you deliver at? <laughs> Banner Desert. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I had the twins, and that was a hard time in my life because my husband was doing pre-med at the time, so he was studying for the MCAT. He had a, he was getting in his medical hours. He was uh, finishing his bachelor's degree, so he was out by 4 a.m. and rolling in at 11.30 p.m. So I had three Jeez. toddlers, two and under at that time, yeah. and we were living in my parents' guest house. So that was that was just hard because it was 600 square feet with the five of us. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I wasn't feeling good, and That's so crazy. each day I had, like I said earlier, just all the symptoms: migraines, cramping, backaches. Then I started getting dizzy spells. Then I started feeling lightheaded, but I was just pushing it off and thinking, "Oh, whatever." And any family doctor I would talk to, they would say, "Oh, you're fine. You're healthy." And then anytime I would talk to people, they would say, oh, drink more water. You're not eating enough. Maybe you have food intolerances. Maybe you need to change your diet. Unhelpful advice. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of convinced myself maybe it is in my head. Like, everybody's telling me that, basically. Nobody knows (laughs) each other's pain levels. Like, you've been dealing with this since you were 12, so that was normal for you. Exactly. It just became my normal every day. Mm -hmm. 
And then so in May 2021, there was a time where I was really dizzy and I started blacking out and I called my husband to come home and he came home and my whole body became paralyzed and I couldn't move. And so paramedics came and they loaded me up, took me to the emergency room, put me on morphine and I couldn't move my body. I could barely talk, like completely just paralyzed. Mm. And that lasted less than 24 hours because they gave me like morphine and fluids, things like that. But what the doctor said was he said, you have a flu bug, (laughs) go home. And so I was thinking, oh, this is great. I didn't have a stroke, right? He just said, you're dehydrated. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. Really? (laughs) And so I just thought, oh, doctors know everything, right? I'm dehydrated. I trust your doctor. Yeah. (sighs) So uh, that summer, the next three, four months went by and I saw my family doctor and he would say, oh, your blood work's fine, everything's fine, your ultrasound came back fine. He didn't run very many tests. Uh, And then in November, he said, oh, your ultrasound shows something's up with your kidneys, or your blood work shows something's up with your kidneys, let's do an ultrasound. And then the ultrasound came back clean, and he said, oh, everything's clean, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Basically move on. And I said, okay, if if there's something up with my kidneys and the blood work, Mm -hmm. then... I want to do another ultrasound or something. Or so I out some something. Yeah. yeah. So I switched doctors and I told my new doctor, I said, Hey, this happened in May where I was paralyzed and I went to the ER. Mm-hmm. I had all these issues when I was a child. This can't be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I saw a homeopathic doctor to balance my hormones out after the twins were born. And she was telling me, she said, this is not normal. Everything you're telling me is not normal. You need to push for answers. So that's what encouraged me to see that new doctor and push for answers. So with that doctor, he said, okay, let's do an ultrasound. Let's run all these things. Let's do a CT scan. So I started doing all the blood work and all the testing. And then (laughs) I ended up in the emergency room probably four times within a month because I kept blacking out and like I was dizzy and joint pain and anyways Mm -hmm. so what they had found in the blood work was that my kidney counts were dropping and so they measure it by GFR and anything over a 60 GFR or a 60 percent means your kidneys are functioning normal anything between a 30 to 60 percent you have uh, I'm trying to remember stage three Mm -hmm. kidney disease and then anything under 20%, you're having kidney failure and you have to be on dialysis. So as I was going to the ER during these times, my kidney counts kept dropping. So I knew something was wrong. And in November, my kidney counts were 60%. And then two weeks later, my kidney counts were 40%. Jeez. And then nine days, not nine days, six days later, my kidney counts dropped down to 30%. That is so fast. And so during that time, my family doctor was trying to send me to all these specialists. So I was seeing a neurologist, a nephrologist, a rheumatologist, and, geez, and a urologist. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, on a side note, do you have good insurance? Yeah. Yes, luckily. Okay, but we're good. still on our insurance from 
when we were in college and that kept okay. renewing so that's been oh, the biggest yeah. blessing yes <laughs> I'm like looking yes. at my insurance bill I'm like oh it must be <laughs> yeah. nice to get mm-hmm. access crazy time yeah. luckily my husband was still a college student so that covered us because we didn't so have a good excited. income so I kept going to all these appointments and I was in the ER and I was pressing for answers. I was telling my urologist, I need answers. My nephrologist, neurologist, rheumatologist, all of them. I need answers. Mm-hmm. I was in the ER. I would call him. I was in the ER last night. Review my numbers. So anyways, I went to my urologist and he said, oh, something is wrong with your kidneys. I don't know why you're seeing me. <laughs> I'm going to send you to somebody who I know personally who I would send my wife to. So he sent me to a nephrologist Mm -hmm. and that nephrologist that last time I was in the ER well I've been in the ER since then but during that time when I was in the ER and he saw that my kidney counts were at 30 percent he called me the next morning and he said get into my office today I'm going out of town tomorrow your kidney counts are dropping if you're at 15 percent you're going to be on dialysis and so dialysis is where patients with kidney failure it's this machine you go on where they filter your blood to keep you alive, basically. So wow. you go in three times a week, I think. I want to say six hours. Oh, my gosh. That's and so they have these huge needles that they put in your arm, and they just filter your blood. So, no, you don't. Like, I'm 24. Like, at the time, I was 23. Nobody wants to be at dialysis at that age. Mm-hmm. Was it painful? I, I luckily never went to dialysis, so I oh. never had to do that. So he caught me in time before I had to do that. So anyways, we went to we went to um, the appointment that day. I came with my husband, and he said, we are running a, we're going to run more blood work, but we're going to skip the blood work because I know something's wrong with you. We're going to do a kidney biopsy. So he ex expedited the kidney biopsy basically just meaning like telling his front desk ladies he wants that out as soon as possible and we need to do this kidney biopsy but it was around christmas and everyone was trying to meet their deductibles so everything was filled up but miraculously we were able to get my kidney biopsy done with a matter within a matter of a week and then we had results january 5th on our five-year anniversary (laughs) so we walk in January 5th to my nephrologist, who I adore because he was a doctor who finally listened to me. Yeah. And we walk in and he said, Savannah, it is what I thought it is. You have lupus nephritis class four. And what that means is I had lupus this whole time that, I mean, we didn't even know. So I had lupus this whole time that got to my kidneys. But you got blood work for that previously, right? And it came back negative? No, it came back. There were positive signs. So every time my... Oh family doctor would check the blood work and it had signs of lupus he would send me to a rheumatologist and that's when the rheumatologist would say oh you look healthy I'm not even gonna run anything I see sick people every day so there were signs signs all along and they ignored it I almost want to say drop names (laughs) (laughs) I know right oh my gosh that happens a lot to people yes because lupus is a hard it's a hard a hard disease to diagnose. It takes Mm -hmm. on average, I think, seven years to diagnose. Mm -hmm. But I saw four different rheumatologists and I was in and out of the doctors. And when I finally saw a rheumatologist who I'm with now, she's, she was saying, it does not take that long anymore to diagnose lupus with the blood work we have now. The technology. The technology. So anyways, back to January 5th, he was telling us what our diagnosis was. And he said, we need to start you on chemotherapy and a high dose of steroids. You're going to be in the hospital for the first three days and do chemotherapy for 
three months, see if your numbers get better and you're going to be on steroids and uh, treatment for years until if you're in remission. Some people don't get into remission. And so is lupus kind of like cancer where you can treat it with chemotherapy? So lupus alone is not treated with chemotherapy. It's because the lupus got into the kidneys. The reason they gave me chemotherapy was to bring down the inflammation in my kidneys. Oh, wow. I didn't know there so, was like multiple uses for chemo. I didn't that either. Dumb, but no, it's not <laughs> dumb. Not a lot of people know that. So they treat it Crazy. for yeah, the kidney disease that I had, lupus nephritis. So that's how I got to my diagnosis. That's what led to my diagnosis. And that's when I was doing chemotherapy. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing that. And I, I was also confused because I thought chemotherapy was for cancer. Yeah. And yeah. my mom also has lupus, but I don't, she doesn't have it as bad as you. Did. I didn't get in kidneys. That's yeah. And you that. also have Hashimoto's too, right? I actually don't. Luckily. Oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at the bright side. Uh, so my mom has lupus and Hashimoto's. Oh, no. So anyways, I know you reached out to her and kind of related yeah. a little bit. She was very hopeful. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your Swiss Alps clinic trip. That was, sounded amazing. Okay. Yeah. Is that a retreat? Like what... What was that? Yeah, so it's this medical clinic in the middle of the Swiss Alps, and it's a clinic where you have MDs who also study in homeopathics. So they basically treat you medically with a homeopathic emphasis. Mm -hmm. So that's, I did so many different treatments there. I have a list of treatments here. They did analysis of heavy metals and minerals they did i want that yeah (laughs) dark field field microscopy they did iridology tons of labs tons of ivs trying to remember that one is that with your eyes i think that's with your eyes they like check your eyes to see if you sounds like it yeah (laughs) (laughs) they do all kinds of like holistic homeopathic things they do like a colon hydrotherapy a coffee enema and diva infusion inospherosis inospherosis is where you sit there hooked up to this machine and they pull out your blood and filter it then put the blood back in and it's cured lots of things before. And I really wanted it, but I had an allergic reaction. Oh my God. <laughs> and so my throat closed up and it stopped the machine. Oh, and it was no. really scary. But I loved Switzerland. I was there for three weeks. It was a very peaceful place in the middle of the Alps. I went with my dad, so I wasn't alone, which is nice. My husband stayed home with my kids. And during that time, they would feed you. They had, We had three meals a day. And it was basically gluten-free, plant-based, very clean eating. They had meals prepared for you. They gave you a schedule with your treatment. Mm -hmm. And every day you would just go downstairs or go upstairs, wherever your treatment was, and do treatment. And it was very, it opened up my eyes. I saw that there was more to the medical world than just Western medicine. Mm -hmm. All we really hear about is Western medicine. And we forget Eastern medicine exists too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you back to the colon hydrotherapy. Yeah, I knew you were going to that. I did it once and honestly, like, yeah, the process is terrible, but the feeling after, I don't I don't think I've ever felt so good in my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. I it, honestly, it was oh, 
I you for, still for like me that? for me the process was terrible. Anything yeah. up my bum made me yeah. like oh, ugh. That's so I would rather take the coffee enema over that. It's really? kind of similar process you but know, with coffee. I've been looking into that because this lady that I work with she sells coffee and I asked oh. her I was like have you ever done a coffee <laughs> enema and she's like. I don't, I don't think I would, but how, how was that? Like, what did they tell you about it? Yeah. So it's supposed to clean out your colons really good and just clean out your insides. And when, when I was there in Switzerland, they focused a lot on parasite detox and gut, like everything starts in your gut and liver detox and everything just trying to detox and clean out your body so they would use the enemy enema for that and the colon hydrotherapy for that so just to flush you out completely it was not my favorite thing how often did you have to do that um i had one set up every other day for about five times it was not fun but they had (laughs) it, it was not fun they did have like shower therapies too, where you basically lay down in this big shower, massages you back and forth, and that was nice. So oh, they had things like I've that. I've seen spas like that where yes. they like wrap you up in like a tinfoil looking blanket. And okay, they yeah. Have, like the rain shower and stuff. Mm, okay, that nice. yeah. yeah I get so that they done. had lots of holistic, homeopathic things that derived from Spain, derived from thousands of years ago. Lots of things that Europeans wow. use. Very, I'm feeling a very hard pull towards this program. Does your mom want to go? It was <laughs> it was wonderful. I actually want her to go so bad. I do. It changed yeah. my life. It really, really yeah. did. I mean, before I went, I couldn't get out of bed, and I was constantly sick and nauseous and just not feeling good at all with chemo and steroids. And then when I went to Switzerland, now I have my basic energy back. I don't have any pain. I'm pretty much pain-free unless I get a lupus flare. I... I'm feeling so much better. It really changed everything around. Wow. That's I'm so, so grateful for it. Because before you went on the trip, were they recommending a lot of different things like, I don't know, Western medicine, medications and whatnot? Yeah, they would give me like Zofran for the nausea and little band-aids. Yeah, just band-aids. <laughs> Nothing to really help or treat the you. problem for anything. Yeah. No pain meds? No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I know my mom... Um, She's known that she's had autoimmune for a while now. I think pregnancy kind of, like, showed that to her. Um, But she has eaten very healthy since then and eats organic, usually gluten-free, because that helps, you know, with less flare-ups. Yeah, yeah, inflammation. I'm probably not as good as describing this, but same with dairy. She doesn't eat a lot of dairy either. Is that how you are, too? Mm -hmm. In Switzerland, really helped me, helped teach me what I should and what I shouldn't eat. They kept saying, this is very important. You need to eat this way. You need to eat clean. You need to eat plant-based. Everything derives from your gut. Everything starts in your gut. So the better you eat and the more holistically you live, the better your disease will be. Yeah. So are you currently plant-based right now? I am 90% plant-based and 10% I have like eggs, chicken, that oh, wow. kind of stuff. Okay. Do you but, eat any red wow. meat? Because I think some people yeah, cut that off. Okay. I do just because it's good for iron and yeah, I don't yeah. eat it every day. I probably have it like once a week. Have you That's ever good. heard of um, the carnivore diet for autoimmune? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I'm no. in my carnivore era. <laughs> oh, no, um, I haven't. 
I've heard a lot about it. There, I mean, there's like a couple of accounts I can send you that okay. are just like really interesting. But there's been, I don't know, once upon a time, I listened to a Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast. Love but, him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, he interviewed this guy. I think his name is Paul Sandantino. I don't know. Whatever. He's called the Carnivore MD on Instagram. Okay. I don't know if I can say that or not, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'll okay. But him and his girlfriend are carnivore-based diet, and he has an oh. autoimmune um, and eczema or something. Okay, and he's been on that diet for a long time and hasn't had any flare-ups. As in, like um, eating all meat. Well, so he that calls it so like carnivore-based. Like he yeah. does mostly. Um, organs and red meat okay yeah organ is healthy yeah organs are really good for you that's when you were saying something about your kidney in my mind i'm like i wonder if she started taking like um kidney organs oh because you can get them dehydrated and it's supposed to help you a lot yes i just got um bone marrow and liver beef organs it's supposed to help with your breast milk supply because there's a ton of like good vitamins in it yeah i mean i'm i'm not good at taking pills to begin with but i mean i'd have once a week yeah it helps (laughs) it helps definitely um but yeah there's been tons of studies about like the carnivore based diet he eats um like the organs red meats uh glyphosate free honey raw dairy yeah can you have like the healthier version of dairy as in like like she said raw yeah yeah Yeah. so in switzerland they were gluten-free completely but with dairy they had a little bit of so dairy they just said a limit but the problem is i'm intolerant to dairy so my body doesn't respond so personally i'm gluten-free but they didn't recommend that everybody be gluten-free i mean sorry dairy-free so Switzerland was my rule of thumb. That's kind of what I base my lifestyle off of is what I learned there. So they said dairy is fine as long as you have some issue like an intolerance. And when you, sorry. Oh, you're right. I was just going to ask, was it raw dairy or was it pasteurized? It was raw. Mm. Everything was completely raw. Yeah. I actually DM'd um, Paul's girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's called Carnivore Bay. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just dropping their Instagram names. <laughs> but um, I asked her, I was like, so if someone has a dairy intolerance, what would you recommend for them? And she said, um, make sure what type of dairy you're eating and make sure it's raw, grass-fed, Yes, not yeah. even yes. grain-finished or anything, like completely Just grass-fed. Just because the milk in the stores Correct. are so, so not even like Absolutely. for you. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about Western medicine versus holistic? Yes. So on my instagram account i have different printouts i have and yeah your instagram is very informational oh thank you Mm -hmm. it's it's fun to research and kind of research about things not a lot of people know about i mean at least i didn't know about all of this holistic i think it's interesting before i went through all this Mm -hmm. so Western medicine versus holistic health. So Western medicine mostly relies on biological explanations of the disease or illnesses, and they don't consider the mental and social factors that affect health. And they treat people who are already sick. Basically, they don't they don't help to prevent, prevent anything. Mm-hmm. There's little yeah, there's little effort in preventing any disease and illness, but they can provide treatments, cures alleviate symptoms and restore functions of the of body parts so i am a fan of western medicine mm-hmm. but i'm also a fan of holistic health holistic health takes into account your mental emotional 
social, spiritual, environmental aspects of health. They focus on self-healing. They emphasize the, the prevention of a disease and illness rather than just treat it. And they focus on fostering your own health and promoting overall health. They encourage healthy lifestyles, nurturing healthy environments, and decreasing unhealthy behaviors. So like I said earlier, I'm a fan of Western medicine, and I am also a fan of holistic health. I think in our day specifically, we lean a little towards Western medicine, but I don't think Western medicine is the answer to everything, mm -hmm. nor do I think holistic health is the answer to everything. I think you have to go to each side specifically for different things. I'm alive because of both of them. Yeah. I needed chemotherapy. I need steroids, but I also need a healthy lifestyle and a holistic lifestyle in my life to feel better. Yeah, because you think about back in the day, like they just lived holistically. Exactly, yeah. But they didn't have the types of Western medicine that we have now that really has saved lives. And, yes. you know, like we could also learn from our past, you know, yes. holistic things as well. Exactly. So that's awesome. Is there anything that people could do if they're wanting to live a more holistic lifestyle? What are some tips that you would give them? Tips that I, I would give them is, like I was saying earlier, holistic is all about your mind and body connection. It's all about treating your social health, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, all of it. So it's focusing on you as an in individual. So adapting a holistic lifestyle is, it, it starts with basic things. It can be just waking up in the morning and learning how to meditate. If you are religious, prayer, it can be exercising, doing yoga, eating clean, just staying away from processed foods, trying to be plant-based, but also having your meat. I don't think anything's wrong with meat. I don't think anything's wrong with dairy. Just eating, eating clean, as clean as you can. And just treating your body like it's different from everybody else. It's not a, I feel like with Western medicine, it's a one size fits all approach. And with holistic health, you really learn how to get to know your body individually as a whole yeah so um back to your diet in switzerland did anybody ever talk to you about cutting out oxalates at all i know no, no? they didn't oh, okay. go over that at all um, because well i never saw anybody for my autoimmune once i figured out i had it um so <laughs> led me to pinterest you type yes. in the autoimmune <laughs> diet and stuff um i can't really remember what exactly an oxalate is but I remember seeing um, kale is high in oxalates, almonds, spinach, um, hmm. any dark leafy greens. And yes. I would notice anything dark and leafy if I ate it, my symptoms would flare up a little bit. And so oh, when I cut those out, it decreased them like a lot. So I was wondering if they had mentioned any of that. No, they didn't. No? They just mentioned basically eat a little bit of everything. Don't just eat carrots every day. Don't just eat dark leafy greens. I think okay. if you have a like little bit moderation of moderation type yeah, deal. Moderation and making sure that you get the full palette, the full plate. All the colors. All the colors. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you just eat one thing every day, then you're not going to get that, all the different types of nutrients that you yeah. need. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah but I do curious. find for me personally with flare ups and inflammation, I have to stay away from gluten because it bothers me and yeah. different things like that. It's it's so different per person. So what do you tend to stay away from? Gluten and then dairy just because I'm intolerant, like I mentioned earlier, and then processed foods. And I try and limit sugar. I, I 
I don't think anything's wrong with maple syrup, honey, natural sugars like that. But once it's processed, then that can get you in trouble. I feel yeah. like I get anxious when I eat sugar. Mm-hmm. And especially with gluten. When gluten and sugar are combined, I feel like my mood changes. So I've just been trying to nice. focus more on like my body, how it reacts to anything, yeah. reacts to things. It's so interesting because eight weeks out from my show, I did ate exactly like you are right now. And yeah. I felt better than I have in my entire life, I feel like, because I don't know, you just don't notice how food every day is negatively affecting you until you take it out and you realize how much energy you can have, how like good your stomach feels. Uh-huh. I stopped having so many stomach problems. I started like going to the bathroom regularly, like things you take for granted. Yeah, you know? well, also you were... Um, doing lessons with Lindsay too and so you had yeah. that mind body and spirit connection so that probably that helped true. a lot too that is true yeah. so nice. I think that's huge like huge everyone just maybe take a couple weeks just try it out <laughs> yeah take out all processed foods see how your body feels you know exactly yeah I think that's so amazing and you also just came out with a recipe book <gasps> yeah so I came mm-hmm. out with a I the title is a no recipe what is it called a no recipe meal idea book so I, <laughs> it's a busy time of life right now with three little ones and especially with me not having all the energy that I wish I had with lupus nephritis and adapting to that new lifestyle. I just don't have the energy to follow a complicated cookbook. Right. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, I need to start releasing no recipe cookbooks. So basically what it is, is it has a list of different recipes, but it's in a small paragraph form. So for example, chili, it'll say throw this, 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 this in the crock pot on low for five hours, and then it'll go to the next thing. Taco soup. I love your chili. This, this, (laughs) that Thanks. (laughs) So it keeps everything simple. It's my go-to. I'm going to release a fall one, too, and then release probably one with protein shakes, and there's more coming. So that's just my first and only product right now, and it's just a small 20-page PDF with, I think, I want to say, like, 60 different recipes. Wow. And are they with non-processed foods or in that is that one for the everyday person? So this one is basically plant-based with cleaner meats like chicken and then I have red meat in there, ground beef, but you can switch it with turkey. And then I just did it gluten-free and dairy-free. So it fits my lifestyle, but even if people have gluten and have dairy, instead of almond milk, they can just put in whole milk or instead of dairy-free yogurt they can do greek yogurt because in your chili recipe it has brown sugar so did you take that out i took that out oh man that's what made it taste good (laughs) yes back in my days where i wasn't as healthy (laughs) but honestly my motto is a little bit of brown sugar won't kill you yeah as long as you're not like eating cups and cups of it a little bit of this and a little Mm. bit of that is fine (laughs) you gotta feed the soul sometimes you gotta feed the souls once in a while you've got to have a good ice cream and pizookie on on date night or something so you had mentioned protein what what do you use is it plant-based or because i know you're dairy-free so it's not going to be way yeah so i try to stick to vegan plant-based protein so one do you use Clean Simple Eats has chocolate and mm. vanilla vegan protein, and I also like the Orgain Ready Shakes. They have a vegan one, so oh, okay. I'll just buy that from Amazon and drink one a day or one every other day. Oh, nice. I'll look that up. Yeah, just because I'm more full with protein, because I know a lot of people who are vegans. No, not vegans. Yeah, vegans, they don't get a lot of their protein. And it always makes me wonder, how do you get your protein? In? So I'm not against animal meat. A lot of holistical, holistic people are against all of that. But I still think you got to have a plate full of 
your fat, carbs, and proteins. You, you have to yeah. balance it out. So we've that's kind of what always, I go by. We've always eaten meat. Like, yeah. like way back in the day. And yeah, they like, were hunting all Red meat now. has so much vitamins that you need. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe God put all the animals on earth for a reason. Like, yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. So that's awesome. On a side note, did you know broccoli is actually man-made? What? <gasps> Yeah. Ew. Uh-huh. No wonder I don't like it. It's like broccoli, Brussels sprouts. Um, what? There's something else, too. But, yeah, I went down a rabbit hole one day. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Everyone's going to go down a rabbit hole yeah. after this. Shout out to my school homies. We all had a conversation oh about gosh. it. Yeah, because um, there's disgusting. this guy in my class who loves his veggies. And we were, like, um, looking up broccoli or whatever and we found out that it's man-made and we were all making fun of them it's wow. crazy i have to look that yeah. up after this it's so that weird interesting yeah wow. do you eat broccoli yes <laughs> <laughs> but veggies and fruits have changed a lot yeah. in the past years and years like somebody yeah. posted the other day how different bananas. a lot yeah exactly yeah. somebody posted the other day how different a banana looks now versus hundreds They're of years way, ago way. It's so very different yeah. it's interesting <laughs> and all the fruits are way bigger too because I mean, you go to a natural garden and they're really small fruits, and then you go to the store and they're like these huge strawberries, huge bananas, whatever. All the chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you've ever grown strawberries at home, you almost feel like not depleted, but like gypped. (laughs) Gypped, yes. (laughs) Yeah, just so disappointed. Like, why is this bite size? Yeah. (laughs) They're so much better for you, though. Yeah, same with grapes. (laughs) Like, all the fruit. Grapes, yes. Do you buy organic food? Yes, I try to. I try to stick to just organic exclusively. Sometimes I won't, but that's just more for my kids. I mean, I try and feed my kids organic. I try and feed them what I eat so that they can grow up learning that way but I also don't cut things off because if they never have an Oreo let's say they're going to go to a birthday party and eat all the Oreos on the table so you just have to find a balance in all things moderation moderation for sure like food disorders yes and I don't want them to have food disorders no yeah we do not want that yes we talked about that in our last episode two episodes ago (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) one of them (laughs) (laughs) we definitely go over like all that stuff (laughs) so what are some of your hopes for the future things you want to accomplish just now that you've experienced all these things that you have the past year. Yeah, so I thought I wanted to be a professor, so I was getting my master's degree in family and human development, but once I got a diagnosis and went to Switzerland, my passion, I found my passion finally. (laughs) So like I was saying earlier, I'm becoming a holistic nutritionist and a health and wellness coach, which I can get board certified and become a health, a holistic health practitioner. So that's my goal. I don't really know exactly what I want to do exactly in the future. I'm kind of waiting for time to tell and kind mm-hmm. of see where this takes me. So I'm kind of just trusting that. But I don't know if I want to be an author one day, if I want to write a book, if I want to write and make cookbooks. I don't know if I want to eventually get my master's degree in alternative medicine and then teach one day. I don't know if I want to become some type of like naturopathic doctor Mm -hmm. I'm not sure yet yeah and luckily I'm 24 so I have I I don't have to do it all today so right now I just am raising my little three kids at home while I do all of this on the side and then maybe once they're in school because we're done having children due to the chemo caused infertility so now that we know for sure we're done I know that in a couple years when they're in school I can 100% focus on my passion while they're in school and then 
yeah. enjoy them when they're home. Yeah, I love that you share that because, you know, me and Bailey are both moms as well. So mm-hmm. um, just putting your dreams on hold sometimes, you have to do it. But yeah. you can also just dream about the future. So exactly. I love that so much. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, I thanks loved- for sharing your story. That was incredible. Yeah. Of course. And I'm sure a lot of people will learn, even if they don't have autoimmune disease, because it's not super common, but just learning how to eat healthy, live a healthy le- lifestyle. And also one thing we do at the end of our episodes is leaving last words of wisdom. So even <laughs> if it's like your favorite quote or just something you could share. Yes. So my only thing I would say is don't give up. If I, I feel like, especially for young moms and all of us moms, we have some type of issue, whether it's headaches every day or if it's postpartum depression or if it's anxiety, we're all going through something with our health, with our body. So don't give up. Find an answer for you. If you need a diagnosis, push for answers. Don't let anybody tell you that it's in your head. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. Find your doctor who will listen and make it a team effort between the two of you. Don't let the doctor decide everything. Make sure you guys decide together. So push for answers and and start your holistic lifestyle by small things like yoga every morning or meditation or even just cutting out soda. So mm-hmm. just start somewhere. That would be my yeah, advice. As I sip my Sprite. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that was Sprite. <laughs> uh, I love that so much. Thank you so much. And also, where can people find you? My Instagram handle is it's Sav's House. And then my website is it's savshouse.com. Everything in my house that I love between recipes and my life and all the mother stuff all wrapped up in one. You're really good it's at all house. around just <laughs> health good, and wellness. Yes, it's exactly. all the all the health and wellness. It yeah. it hits everything: mind, body, spiritual, mental. Everything it hits it all. Yeah, she has really good informational posts on there. You can learn more about the Western medicine versus holistic. You can see more about her journey. You post a lot of reels and videos about your journey. So yeah, if you guys are interested, check her out, and I'll put her bio below the episode. I'm going to find that chili recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you, Savannah. And thank you for listening to She's She's a Lady. Lady. Bye.